So imposter syndrome, let's talk about it because yeah. <laughs> so for so long until we, um, we had that first, the first Zoom that I was on mm-hmm. and I didn't understand like why there were like, I had desires or things I wanted to do, you know, and then take all the time, learn all the things, take all the classes, do all the research, put in the time. And then when it comes down to it, not being able to take the step to do it, um, it's kind of where I'm at right now with like the new goal that I have, mm-hmm. but, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, just um, to go back to imposter syndrome. Like what's, but I know that that's like what this comes down to. And then so, if you research imposter syndrome, the only way to get over it is to do the thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Cause then you're no longer the imposter, mm-hmm. but I guess like my question is, is like, let's see if we can look at this differently. So what is ex- break down exactly what, what you're feeling an imposter about? Like basically you don't feel good enough to do something or be okay. something. So let's talk about like the, the interdiction. So I'm just on patrol. So I'm just a patrol deputy, you know, whatever. I am the lowest man on the totem pole, which is perfectly fine with me because when I screw up, it goes up the line, not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wanting to do all these things that nobody on patrol does. So like if I decide that I want to solve my own case and do my own search warrants and like go to the judge's house and get them to sign them and, you know, file all my stuff with the clerk's office all on my own which would be something like detectives, the detective CID division does. Um, That's different. Nobody does that. So then they look down on it like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that because, you know, whatever. But like, fuck it. I want to do it. Like, I want to do all the things, Mm -hmm. you know. So who, who tells me that I can't? And like our department gives us the leniency to kind of do whatever we want to do as long as your calls are answered and your reports are done, then you have the rest of your shift to do whatever you want to do. Right. Um, so I did all those things. Um, and then I got back in that rut of like, okay, well now I'm just coming to work and I'm just working for 12 hours and there's nothing going on. I have nothing else to do. All my cases are solved. This is really fucking boring, you know, whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make like six stops a day and I'm going to write so many tickets. And yeah, like tickets aren't the best proactive police work, but our department likes it because it pays for the gas, you know, whatever. And they don't have like a, you have to write so many, but I was going to give myself a goal just to like eat up the time. Well, then I started thinking about interdiction again, and we have never had an interdiction team. Mm -hmm. we've never we've never done that so I researched it like with imposter syndrome you have to learn everything before you can even attempt to do it and would go out there and practice with somebody else so I'd go ride with the lieutenant that does like to make those kind of stops um and learn from him and then like but it's like when I'm on my own and I know that I have a good car. So I, I get my signs and see the reactions and then start the interview. And then I get to the part where it's like, you're going to go further into the interview 
that I just freeze up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I prolonging the stop too long to be appropriate? You know, and if they tell me no, we don't have a dog. So I can't be like, all right, let me call the dog over, you know, and he's going to run your car or whatever. I can't even, I don't even have those options. So I'm just sitting out there by myself. Like if I fuck this up, I just look like a fuck up. And then it's like, well, you shouldn't even, and I know what they're going to do because I know the guys are going to be like, well, you shouldn't even be trying to do that kind of stuff. That, that's yeah, not fuck them. Yeah, whatever. So right. it's just, it's all those things in that five minute span that I take their paperwork back to my car and I'm thinking about all those things. And then I'm just like, then I just chicken out. Okay. Totally normal. Being real, especially mm-hmm. when you're like the only person at your agency or you're like a new person at your agency that's doing this, right? Because you're saying that this is all kind of new for your agency, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously you're going through this totally normal. So a couple of things that come to my mind is, have you thought of like, have you thought of putting together a checklist and just keeping it right in your cruiser about like different like and you could even you could even print off multiple checklists I don't know I don't know I'm just I'm just giving you examples because what works for me is I go through a checklist in my head but like maybe even just having like do I have this do I have this do I have this like like you know the interdiction gurus right that you can put together that will give you a like they talk about all these indicators you have the resources from taking those classes online right like I'm sure Kenny has it right in his his um presentation like all the indicators right i'm just saying like you could put together something like that so that because basically it's like this here's what i just want to say is the only you're very correct i mean the only way to move through the imposter syndrome is to do the thing but in this situation and in many situations what we have to do is we have to we have to do things based on like facts right Mm -hmm. megan so if we if we, if you can put together, like, do you know, inside and out the case law and the law in your County? Like when you can, when you can't, like, have you looked at really fucking studying that in like becoming the fucking queen of knowing what you can and can't do. And maybe even calling like a really great piece of advice that I got from actually Dennis, um, of street cop was like, contacting your DA and just having a dialogue with them. Like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what the law says. What's your interpretation? Blah, blah, blah. So that you aren't, it, it's not going to like, they're not going to like shove it down your throat. Do you know what I'm saying? They're right. like, okay, Megan, you're close, but you're not, this is what you're missing. This is what you're missing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Me and um, my husband were talking about that actually last night like as far as interdiction stops go some states you don't have to mirandize right if you're not asking like just a specific um incriminating question mm-hmm. where rda likes you like if i'm gonna if i like patch you and i feel weed in your pocket and i know because of time and experience and training that's a bag of weed in your pocket you know we can't manipulate it or anything like that but where somebody could pat that in some state and be like, I know that that's weed in your pocket because of, you know, experience and training. We have to 
catch pocket and then mirandize you and then ask you, is that weed in your pocket? Because if I go in your pocket, I pull that out, then the DA will throw it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was just bringing that up on the stop last night because I was actually watching Kenny's videos yesterday um, while I was at work. And I was watching his interview and I was going, where would Miranda fit in to his interview that would work for RDA? And it would be somewhere between, you know, you, you got all your indicators from the interview and before you go into, is there anything illegal in your car? We would have to throw the Miranda in right then. So you know? Can I give you a piece of advice? Mm-hmm. And if you're open to hearing it, if I were you, I would, I would study the way Kenny delivers Miranda and I would become so good at delivering it in a nonchalant way there is no video where he has miranda like watch 20 of them yesterday there's no video where he does miranda in there because i was like where would it where would it fit in but what is he he's in indiana i think so so i don't know you know when they would need like what their state says or what their da says i know that ours if it's anything that's going to be incriminating when that was Chad's thing, Chad was like, you can't even ask them where they're coming from or where they're going. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I feel like you could because on a normal traffic stop, not running interdiction, just normal ticket, you know, whatever, you know, that there's not going to be an arrest made. I can walk up there and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, where are you headed to today? Where are you coming from? And I probably wouldn't have done that delivery pre Kenny Williams class, mm-hmm. but now I do it just because I'm curious, like, mm-hmm. are there, is there going to be deception in this, you know, in any type of way for any type of criminal activity, whether it just be, they got like a bag of weed in their car, you know? Um, but he's like, he's sitting there telling me, no, before you even ask that question, you should Miranda. And then but when you I can. Ride. I mean, I'm. But the thing is, my goodness, I feel like that's going to shut them down. Well, it's if you if you go like this and you start mm-hmm. reading a Miranda be, and like telling them like I would just do I'd just say, hey, listen, I have some more questions I want to ask you, and like in my state, I just I have to do this, and it's for your rights. Like I'm doing this for mm-hmm. your rights, and like if you just make it all about them, because that's why we fucking read them Miranda. So like if I walk up to a car just and this is just like how I do it like if I smell marijuana yeah yeah. that's PC for Mm -hmm. us to search the car Mm -hmm. I pull them out of the car like and I'm and I don't try and give it away you know what I mean like I'm like hey can you just step out for a minute whatever and then they get to the back and then I'm like look I'm gonna re Mirandize you real quick it's our policy at our apartment it's for your safety and mine you know just covering both our tails right now and then read it to them you're not under arrest just need to ask you some questions and then I get into the I smell some dope in your car you know how much she got honestly goes a long way if it's a little bit whatever we'll stop it out go on about our days um but I feel like if it's going to be a big load like I just feel like Miranda's going to shut them down while you're just trying to get your basic questions I see perfect perspective but that perspective is going to keep you staying right where you're at. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to figure out a way to deliver it. And listen, 
The reason why interdiction guys and girls are fucking phenomenal is because they can talk. They can literally sell ice to a motherfucking Eskimo. These guys are unbelievable talkers, right? And, and they, the way that they deliver things, yes, they're looking at cues. Like they, they multitask very well. They're looking at body language. They're looking at what's in the car. They're listening to your answers. But the thing is, is they can talk so well. And what I learned from my very small amount of time doing interdiction on the road for myself, not having the Kenny Williams or the Dennis Beninos to listen to or whoever the fuck, like I didn't, I took classes from other people. I can't even remember because it was so long ago. It really comes down to your ability to be able to communicate. And I I just want to say that to you. Like, I think, I think that this is, I think it's a roadblock, but I think that you can go around it. And I just think that once you do that, Megan, and once you start figuring out the deliverable, like how you're going to deliver it, it's probably going to be different than every, anybody that you work with. Understand that, like, understand that there's going to be nobody who is going to communicate with people the way that you do. So like go all in on that because that's, what's going to make you better. Do the checklist thing, know the law, case law inside and out, maybe meet with your DA and just become as educated on that as possible. Do you know what I'm saying? Must dude, I'm not saying it's awesome. It sucks. Like I hate that you have to do that, but th- don't let that stop you. Just figure out a way to do it that wouldn't stop you in your tracks. Like obviously, if you you have to do it. So we can't get around that and we're not going to like fuck with the law, right? But if you just do it in a way like hey, Um, I have a couple more questions to ask you. I, you know, any person that I ask any questions to, I, you know, I have to do this and it's really for your rights, you know, especially with everything that's going on. You know, I just want to make sure that you're feeling good. I want to make sure that you understand all of your rights. You understand everything that's going on. If you, if you are talking to them that way. And you're like, I want to make sure that you're covered. I want to make sure that you understand. That's why I'm going to read this to you. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Most people are going to be like, okay. Cause they don't even understand what the fuck's going on. You have to understand. Most people are going to be like, Oh, this cop's cool. I'm getting my rights. Cool. Like, like some people are, I mean, the more seasoned people are going to be like, Oh fuck. Okay. I feel like, yeah. As far as like the Miranda and stuff goes, probably talk to the VA and see what they want, how they want it laid out, because mm-hmm. I feel like it would be better going in like towards the end of the interview before, like I said, is there anything illegal in your car? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, before yeah. that question, I can understand that. Like, okay, that way I have all my clues first and then here's Miranda and it's not a big deal it's just there's these questions that I'll ask you and you have to have Miranda before I ask them to you you know whatever yeah Um, I would just like you said I'd get with the DA and I'd I'd really get solid on that but before you even go see the DA I'd really go over the case law around that and I'd go over what the fuck the policy is and know it inside and out and backwards and go and talk to the DA and understand their interpretation of it too right Mm -hmm. I mean just, just to cover your ass, but also that's going to make you feel more confident because the whole, I, the whole thing around this imposter syndrome is you simply just don't feel like you can do this. And, and that's all it is with all of us. Like I feel imposter syndrome. We talked about it 
something I did recently. And I was like, fuck man. Like, you know, I was, you know, I, I, I feel like an imposter. Like I do not feel like I should be doing this. And then we have, all we do is we educate ourselves so that and do the thing in a way that feels really good to us. And that's how you break the imposter syndrome mindset. Does that make sense? Because if you stop, if you, just to give you an idea, if you stop working towards on like what your dream has been since I've met you, you will continuously and always feel like you're an imposter when it comes to doing interdiction. If I, yeah, if I stopped, I mean, I wouldn't be doing it, but then we are going to go back into that, like, mediocrity, like. 100%. You're going to be miserable. Because, like, I have guys at work tell me, like, all the time, you're going to make the same amount of money whether you're going out and you're kicking ass or you're coming out and you're finding a hidey hole and you sit there for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. You're making the same amount of money. This doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter, you know, whatever. And I'm like, the difference in that is, I can make the same amount of money doing both of those things. Which one's going to make me happier in the long run for myself? Mm-hmm. Which one's going to make me feel good about going home at night and like put my head on the pillow? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to work 12 hours a day and answer four calls. And I mean, you see what our calls are. Like, yeah. I don't want to go round up horses for 12 hours straight. And then that just be my day. Like. And there's nothing wrong with this. And also, I just want you to know this too. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. And it, especially it becomes hard when one, like we, like nobody around us wants more. Right. And then like, we're underestimated. So we add that on top. Like, and that's a lot of what's going on too, is like, you, you said it in the beginning, you're like, cause then everyone's going to be like, you're a fuck up. The people who are the true fuck ups are the ones who never f- try. Right. So then we have to fail forward. You're going to fail. You're going to fuck up, but, but don't fuck up illegally. Like you can fuck up with getting people to not answer you and, and missing some cues here and there, right? Like let that be your fuck up, but become so knowledgeable on the law that that your confidence comes from that. At least you're confident on what the fuck you're doing that way. Right. And the only way to become good at interdiction the only way to become good at anything is to do the thing and you're going to fail and it's okay. You're going to, you know what I mean? You fail. And then the only way we truly fail, Megan, is if we never know what the fuck, like we fail and then we don't learn anything from it. I don't know. I just, I'm just telling you this because like, I, I know you have the potential to be a rock star and you have the heart and the mindset to be it, but just, you got to look at things differently. Just got to get out of my own head. Well, we all do. Right. Because if we don't, then we just stay stuck and we stay still that's the difference between a successful person and not look at the officers you work with it's not like they never had any fucking goals and dreams don't get it twisted the difference is is they didn't want to fail forward they, they might have failed and then they were fucking they're like i'm never going to feel this again they got back up and they didn't get back on the horse now they just fucking walk around with the horse they don't get back on you know what i mean mm. so you just you have a decision to make. I know the decision you're going to make because I know what kind of woman you are. I know what kind of person you are and it's not easy, but you can do this. And I think you can do it in a smart way. That's, that's by you being very practical with what the fuck you're going to do. Like knowing the case law, knowing the laws, maybe whipping out that checklist, creating one, 
I mean, that's kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a neat idea. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not like, I don't know. Can that, I mean, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe, maybe you put it on like a whiteboard so that it can't get fucking like subpoenaed to court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, cause I don't know about you, but like in my cruiser, I used to have like a little whiteboard that, so like when um, dispatch would come over in like Bolo or whatever the hell, like a bunch of us, we would just have like little whiteboards with markers that could be too. Like maybe you just have a whiteboard 